The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in this Monday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready. He's in the Clark Ford studio today. Ole Miss has uh, a few hours remaining as the reigning national champions in baseball. Game three of the College Bowl Series Championship Series tonight. LSU and Florida have uh, split two entirely different baseball games. So uh, we'll mention that at some point today. Ole Miss picking up a couple of uh, commits over the weekend in football. Uh, Anthony Robinson, the uh, three-star player from Destrehan, he uh, he commits as well as Andy Jaffe, flipping from Wake Forest uh, defensive backs galore for the Rebels. Um, in this signing class, look at recruiting a little bit, stuff going on around the uh, the country, and more coming up on today's show and another week here for you on the network. The uh, podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the lunch specials, the ribs, they'll take care of you if you need dinner tonight. Wet or dry ribs, call ahead, they'll wrap them up, have them ready to go, make it easy on you. And remember, if you're in the Brookhaven or Clinton areas, they have the homemade donuts every single morning. Stop in. A lot of flavors, a lot of variety there in those two places. It's going to expand all across the state, but for now, Brookhaven and Clinton for the donuts. And again, it was in the Clark Ford studio. I am Clark Ford's in Avery, um, Avery in Amory, Mississippi. Uh, Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will uh, send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, if you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, either way, Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So you got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Or call 
Good luck to uh, Hardman in the stream. He says he's on the way to serve jury duty because the clerk could not excuse him. We had uh, a conversation last week about the uh, whether international travel made a difference in uh, getting excused and other reasons. So um, good luck today on uh, on that one. Yep. May it be with you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you uh, you watched jury duty on Hulu, didn't you? I, I, I gave it a shot, and I'll be honest, I – I've become more and more aware that I don't feel like it in daily life, but in TV shows, you and I had just like a different level of sense of humor. I couldn't stick with it. I tried. Um, I'm like three episodes in. It's pretty funny. Um, It's kind of silly. And I guess I've been in the mood for that. And so, yeah. But last night we had a moment and I was like, you want to watch that or you want to watch the diplomat? And we both, we both said the diplomat quickly. So I think we were, sillied out okay i watched two episodes of diplomat yesterday it's solid i just stumbled across it and it's it's not it's not awesome but it's solid it's a solid watch yeah it's it's good i'd like for it to get a little smarter um again two episodes in i'd like for it to get a little i tell you what it feels like because it's a netflix series it feels a little too much like a network drama like that could be on NBC or something. And oh yeah, I, I mean that in a critical way. You know what I mean? Like it feels just not quite where I'd like for it to be yet. And I don't and know why Carrie. Maybe they set it up. I don't know, but we're just not there yet. And look, I'm a Carrie Russell fan, going way back. Okay, Felicity. Yeah, I mean Felicity was Felicity. Really? Felicity was a banger, absolutely. Okay. Right. Um, but she. <laughs> I don't know why she can't wash her hair. I, I don't. Her, her hair is so dirty the whole show. She does uh, brush it at one point, and they don't show you do it. But it, I think I, I think it's in episode two. She she does brush it at one point when they do a break. And I wonder, was it purposeful or is it just one of those continuity errors that happens when they switch scenes and take a minute and and, and, and whatnot? But yeah, that's it's that just, is something I did notice. It always looks greasy. Is it supposed to though? Because she doesn't care about that stuff, and it's, it's maybe so. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's part of the part of the deal is that she doesn't care about such superfluous stuff. She's obsessed with the job and things of that nature. I don't know. Okay, it, it, uh, triple asking how it is. It, it's it's watchable. Give it give it a shot. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's, we'll, it's good. It's good. It's I mean, we'll if see. you're looking we'll for something to watch on a summer night, it's it's fine. It's 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 yeah. it's yeah. I don't. Anybody that that comes away from it screaming and yelling about how horrible it is, they th- those people are super negative. Anybody that tells you, "My God, that's the greatest thing I ever watched," that, that's that's yeah. that feels like a bit much. But it's fine. It's uh, it's a trip to Outback Steakhouse when you just want something to eat. It's good. So. We'll get into recruiting. I'm going to save it for a few minutes from now. Um, as, as I said in the opening, Ole Miss uh, has, I don't know, about 13 hours left in its national title uh, defense as uh, LSU and Florida. I think it's 6 o'clock is the start time for that. If I'm wrong, then I'm off on my math a little bit. But either way, um, they've got here um, with LSU winning just a thriller 4-3 to three, um, on a um, – Hell of a game, goes into extra innings again. LSU just sort of pulling games out here. And then yesterday, Florida bombing LSU 24-4. Um, LSU had an early lead, and then that was that, as they just have completely KO'd uh, LSU's pitching throughout game two, setting up tonight. LSU with the um, 
the odd thing where if they, I guess if they lose or if they win by any fewer than five runs, they will finish the College World Series as national champions with a negative run differential. Oh, yeah, uh, for the tournament. Yeah, um, first team in that in that if that were to happen since Virginia in 2015, who had a minus one uh, run differential when they beat Vanderbilt in the, uh, in the finals. Um, My thought yesterday throughout was with Florida was, Hey fellas, save some of these, save some of these. You might, you might need them tomorrow. You you don't need them now. Now the ball that Langford hit. Cause it's not contagious from one day to the next in any way. Not usually. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you can hit two days in a row, but you didn't hit today because you hit yesterday, not at all. That's not a thing. Those you get are some so- confidence. You can kind of you can you can feel good about things, and your your stake might feel a little better when the game's over. But it, you're not hitting the starting pitcher today just because you hit the dude yesterday. No, those were some loose, free, let it all hang out at bats when you're up fifteen, sixteen, seventeen runs. There's not a whole lot to lose if you if you whiff at that point. So the uh, the eternal question, I have not seen an answer. What LSU is going to do with Paul Skeens today? He threw a hundred and twenty pitches on Thursday. Um, he's up over two forty, I think, for the College World Series. I, somebody told me yesterday that he's thrown at least one hundred fifteen or one hundred twenty in four straight starts, but I do not have math of that in front of me. Um, it is very, very likely that he does pitch in some capacity, even though we do not know what that looks like today. So here is the thing. I watched yep. I watched a lot of the game on Thursday night. Um not no, I take that back. I was Carson had a soccer game and I was at it and um a mutual friend of ours was sitting behind me and he was watching the LSU game and I was kind of being kept up with it. I was watching the NBA draft and when I got home uh, I turned the TV on to LSU Florida because ESPN's coverage of the draft was deplorably bad. Good God, it was awful. And so I, if I wanted to follow the draft, I, I I went to a more NBA-centric stream. So I had the draft on my phone and the LSU game on my TV. I say all that to say this. Paul Skeens was terrific in a terrific baseball game. Mm-hmm. He not only threw 100, what would you say, 20, 120 pitches, whatever the, whatever the number was, 120. It's not just that he threw 120 pitches. It's that he threw 120 high drama pitches, locked in, full effort. There was, there was nothing like you pitch differently if you're playing nickel state on a Tuesday night and you're up seven to one in the third. You just kind of like, hey, all right, here we go. Yep, fastball. Yep, sure. Slider, sure. Whatever. If I miss, I miss. If I walk him, I walk him. Whatever. Who cares? When you're pitching, every single pitch matters. Hey, I must make a mistake here. We lose. Those are different high leverage outings. Yeah. Because Louder's doing it over there. Literally one mislocation and your season's over. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Trey Morgan makes a great play at first base, keeps LSU in the game. LSU ends up winning it on the walk-off with uh, uh, Tank, Tommy Tanks, whatever his last name is. Yeah, Tommy White. Yeah. It's a great game. But I got a feeling that Paul Skeens, as good as he is, when he finishes that game, the tank is empty. There's nothing left. 
emotionally, physically, all the way around. And so now he's had three days rest. He doesn't pitch on three days rest. All season, he's basically pitched on a week of rest, five, six days of rest. Man, you're asking a lot. If you ask him, hey, take the ball and go give me six, seven, eight innings, high leverage against that lineup on three Velo's days rest. Be down because, frankly, Velo was down in this last start. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but he he wasn't over 100 for 43 pitches like he was in the previous start. Yeah, and so – and then there's got to be people in his life that aren't as worried about LSU baseball as they are Paul Skeens who say, all right, we are approaching a massive payday. And quite frankly, you probably need a little time off. Paul Skeens has enough stuff, Chase, to be in the bigs late next season. But not if he's not healthy. I just, I would, I know he's going to pitch because I know how this stuff works. It's, it's where every professional organization who's thinking about him looks at him today and goes, this is insane. 120 so, high leverage pitches and three days later, he's back out there pitching against one of the best lineups in all of college baseball with the national championship on the line. And you know he's going to try to throw it as hard as he can. And you're putting your health at risk. So Jason's saying here a couple different things uh, in the stream. He says the the betting line today is LSU minus 141, meaning you've got to bet 141 to win 100 for the Tigers. Florida plus 110, a pretty normal line there. So if you bet 100, you would win 110 on the Gators. Yes, the, the bet is Florida because of the odds. There's no yeah. doubt about that. It's one baseball game. And in the last four games, uh, Skeen's pitch counts. So on June 2nd, he threw 124. On uh, June 10th, he threw 101. On June 17th, he threw 123. And on June 22nd, he threw 120. Today is June 26th. Uh, so that is his last four starts and what he's done. Um, look, I a couple things to it. Number one, if I'm throwing him at all, I'm starting him. I'm not throwing in relief. I, I give him his routine. I let him get completely warm and take yeah. whatever he needs to be as ready as he possibly can. I don't like the idea from people who go, no, 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 you bring him into the seventh. No, the, the hell with that. Start him if I'm going to start him. All nine innings count. Let's do that. Because um, that also keeps somebody else who you might not start from having to have the pressure of starting that game and you're bombed with six runs in the first inning and the shit's over and that's it. Yeah. Um, because, frankly, Ockenhausen for LSU yesterday was not ready for that moment as a starter. He, he struggled. Um, even when he got out of it early, Florida had runners everywhere and that thing was going to be ugly. Um so I start him. I figure out ahead of time whatever guidelines are needed um, for whatever this is. And I, I agree with you, but the podcast is bad if I just completely say that and we move on to the next thing. I will say this, though, and I do believe this. It's completely different than it was five years ago. Because Paul Skeens is making a lot of money to pitch for LSU today. It's different. Yeah, he is. He is. He's getting, he's getting paid. You're doing pay for play, and by God, LSU goes, hey – I'm paying you for results and until my season's over. So now, look, is it the same money the major league there? No, of course not. Not but even at the same close. Time, no, no, no. He's on salary to pitch for the LSU Tigers today. So yeah. I don't. And that's where if I'm is if what I, I would have been when uh, Fox used to tear up all the North Carolina pitchers' arms. Yeah, I, I don't have that same level of sympathy today. 
Oh, no, no. I, I'm, I completely get it. I'm, I'm coming at it from the angle of if I'm the people in his life professionally. Sure. If I'm his agent, I'm concerned today because sure. I think my guy's vulnerable. That's what I would think. And I know I, I can almost well, hear somebody. Vulnerable. I can hear someone out there go, big, strong kid. I'm just telling you. He, what if it's not an elbow? Typically, it's accumulation more than one day, but point still stands. And what if it's not an elbow? What if it's a labrum? Yeah, they sure. fix elbows quick. They're back. Everybody's back, rocking and rolling. What if it's a labrum? What if he tears something different? What if he? What if he really gets hurt? I'm not saying he will. That's what. If I'm his agent, and let's face it, he has an agent. That's that's my concern today. Here's this guy that might go second, third in the Major League Baseball draft, who's got big time potential, whose numbers were down this last time, which is a sign of fatigue. If you, I mean, you talk to anybody in baseball, right? You know this. They're watching. Velo numbers. They've got someone watching velo numbers because when the velo starts to drop, they start to go, "Hey, we might need to get somebody up. Might need to make a change." He's he's tiring. Whether he tells us he's yeah, tired or not, rates can change. I mean, we're, yeah. we're better than we've ever been in understanding when a guy is starting to fatigue. Yeah, it's so, not even always velo. It's it's a lot of stuff, and they have that in real time. So you don't have to walk out to the mound and go, "Paul, you getting tired?" No, you you already know. God no. You know. I mean, he's going to tell you, "No, I'm good. I'm good, coach. Just get out of here. Hand me the ball." I get that. He's a competitor. But you, but you're right. I mean, this is the difference now. Right? You're hurt. You're getting paid. We're going to do this with quarterbacks this year. So what? You're hurt. Shoulders bothering you. Knees kind of bugging you. <laughs> you're getting five hundred thousand dollars. Go pitch. Go go play. If you get hurt, you get hurt. I mean, that's where we are. I I don't think that's a great place for college sports, personally. But it's where we are. It's it's. It is a completely different element to this debate over the, you know, because over the years ago, like Drew Pomeranz took the ball because he just wanted the ball. And Drew wanted Ole Miss to win. And so he said, just give me the damn ball. I'll go do it. And he did. And we all wondered, man, he's throwing a lot of pitches, you know, on short rest, blah, blah, blah. Now it's, well, you're getting paid. Paul Skeens isn't at LSU because he loves LSU. He might have grown to love LSU. I have no idea. But he didn't pick LSU because he loved LSU and he dreamed of p- pitching for the Tigers. Went to LSU because they paid the most money. Mm-hmm. He would have gone to South Carolina or Tennessee or Arkansas or wherever had they paid more money. Had nothing to do with, oh, I grew up dreaming of taking the same mound that Ben McDonald once took. Nope, that ain't it. So yeah, Money and chance to win a title. That's it. You know, and so a way over B. Yeah, yeah, because he could have won a title at those other places too. Yeah, um, Austin, thanks for the super chat. He goes, "Here's why you don't start schemes. There are players for LSU that went to bed last night knowing we got him tomorrow, and if they hit him, LSU is stunned." He says, "You bring him in around the fifth. I just, I, I just don't like rushing him in any way. Is my problem is if I've got, if I've got stuff going on with schemes, I, 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 I want to make sure he had all day." to warm up and loosen and do anything he needs to possibly get ready. It's the routine that he is used to. Um, oh, absolutely. And, I mean, look, 100%. He's probably better than whatever else you got, so you might as well get on with it. Well, and, and if you don't start him and you say, hey, we're going to bring him in in the fifth, and then you're down seven to one in the fifth, are you still bringing him in? No, you're not pitching him at all. So, That's you know, I mean, if you're, if you're going to pitch him, you start him. Because get- here's the truth. If he's not good, then you weren't winning anyway. Right. 
I mean, that's the, the well, probable. Well, look, I mean. he's not giving you nine tonight. I wouldn't think. I mean, if he does, he's he's a more of a horse than anyone thinks he is. So you just start him. If you if 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 he can go and you feel like he can go, here's the thing. He's getting paid and all that stuff. But man, if you're Johnson, you've you've got in the back of your mind going, I'm watching this him get warm, and if he doesn't look right, I don't want to get oh, the re- I don't want to get the reputation because look, they are right now the dominant power in college baseball. Not just on the field, but off the field. They can literally get almost anyone they want. Why would you want you don't want to get the reputation for, hey, we're we're also gonna be a butcher. You want to be able to say, hey, we care about our players. Here's proof. Because the way it's it, tangibly it's tangibly helped Vanderbilt over the years. The way that they are recruiting right now, Chase, they're gonna be back. This isn't gonna be their last appearance in the final. No, I mean, not in not in any I mean, realm I mean, at all. I I, they, I assume I have not seen this. I, I assume Florida's throwing Cagley a none today, but I have not seen that. Um, that'd be my guess. Yeah, he threw game three. Um, so this is their sixth game. That would be my that would that would be what I would think. Uh, yeah. I, it, okay, Keith Law is going to complain if he throws one pitch. Mm-hmm. It's criminal if he throws a hundred. My guess is he throws 50 to 60 pitches. That's my thought is that he might be able to get you through four. Yeah. If he's efficient. And then you're going to do that. Can we get him one more? Did you walk over to Riley Cooper or somebody and go, hey, just in case, throw a little more in warm-ups today. Be ready. Yeah. Do you plant that seed with a reliever? Sure. Hey, look, you're the dude. Sure. Well, I mean, I think if you're LSU and the goal is to get into the game and maybe you build a lead or maybe you stay in it as long as possible and then you you shorten the game to four innings, five innings, and you just try to figure out a way to win it. I mean, LSU can hit the ball too. They didn't hit it yesterday, but that doesn't mean that they won't hit it today. I know this thing could be 14 to 12 today. So, look, it's... I wrote about this in 10 Thoughts. It's up at rebelgrove.com. Um, the way college baseball is going right now with the portal being just simply a battle of who has the most money, I mean, these are two – These Florida's more active in this thing than you and I thought they would be probably. And, they're, I mean, these, yeah. these are two programs that are going to keep getting back here. Yeah, I've got a couple got a couple things on that. We'll stay with baseball for a minute because it'll dovetail into some other sports too. So we'll talk about that in one second for the dude. I'll tell you that uh, we are definitely in summer and Heavenly Sunshine Property Services would like to take the opportunity to remind you about the importance of taking care of your outdoor living spaces. Regular maintenance is key to preserving the beauty and integrity of your home or business. And one of the most effective ways is to maintain your home through power washing. Some of the key benefits include increased curb appeal, damage prevention, creating a healthier environment. Also saves you time and money. They've been serving the Mid-South for over four decades. That includes the Oxford area and their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance. Includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. So don't wait until it's too late. Contact them today and enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. That's HeavenlySunshine.com, 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. And use code MPW10 for a 10% discount. 
Crazy Rob's Air Conditioned Superstores have the best fireworks selection in North Mississippi. Crazy Rob's has locations in Oxford at 863 Highway 6 West, in Batesville at 650 Highway 6, and in Senatobia at the intersection of I-55 and Highway 4. So pass those big hot tents right on by because Crazy Rob's has the best prices and all the really big stuff. Crazy Rob's stores are three to five times larger than the tents, with 10 times the selection, the prices are about half what the tents cost. And just as importantly, the fireworks are not in the elements, which lowers the chances of duds when you're celebrating. Crazy Rob's has TV scanners, so you can see what items do before you buy them, so you know exactly what the firework does. It's worth driving a few more minutes just to see what they have to offer. The owners are all old Miss grads as well. So make the drive, become a backyard hero at Crazy Rob's Fireworks. If they ain't got it, it ain't legal. If you're vacationing on Florida's Emerald Coast this summer, whether you're staying from 30A to Pensacola Beach or anywhere in between, please check out Captain Lee Comerford with Salty Lab Charters. Licensed and insured, he offers custom excursions such as dolphin watching along Destin beaches, crab island sandbar experiences, and much, much more. He's an Ole Miss grad, an Air Force veteran. He has more than 30 years of boating experience along Florida's Emerald Coast. All trips are private to your group. So check him out on Instagram or book today at SaltyLabCharters.com. Uh, please use the code REBELGROVE20 to save 20%. Um, the uh, podcast is brought to you by Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi. Check out their zero-turn Bobcat mowers. They have a complete line of mowers ranging from the entry-level residential ZT2000 with a cutting speed of 7 miles per hour to the top-of-the-line commercial ZT7000 with a mowing speed of 13 miles per hour. All Bobcat mowers come with the trademark Tough Deck Cutting System constructed with heavy-gauge fabricated steel for durability and improved vacuum lift, providing a reliable, perfectly manicured finish every time. The Bobcat line is priced below MSRP, Comes with a three-year warranty, and currently Bobcat is offering 0% financing for 60 months or up to $2,000 cash discounts for cash purchases or financing at regular rates. Also, you get $100 off if you mention that you heard about it on the podcast. So contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662-871-6918 or visit him in person at 2003 Highway 72 East Annex. And we're brought to you by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out today in Oxford or Ridgeland. So uh, the news over the weekend, Chase Burns from uh, Tennessee, getting into the portal, maybe just the overall one of the biggest names for sure that has done so to this point, um, taking out just exactly what it's looked like on the field and whatnot. And uh, I, when, it, when it happened, uh, I was done, talked to some people, figure out who's in it, who's not, what it looks like, what's going on. And there's two things that popped out immediately. It's one that LSU was at least the impetus for uh, this this occurring with uh, with Burns from Tennessee that they were going to be ready with a very large offer and that Tennessee tried to counter that they, I've heard $500,000 is a, is a number um, for Burns that Tennessee offered to try to keep him. It is, it goes a little deeper than simply money there. Um, as Burns was a starter in his first season in Knoxville, he started the year as a starter this year and this wasn't very effective. It was pretty bad. 
he found a bullpen role. He was really good in the bullpen. Um, he wants to start. He thinks that's where he makes more money in the draft. It is as as time gets there. So there's some playing time issues from a role issue, but it's it's all about the coin. Um, we're talking about LSU being ready to at least offer a raise to Burns over that $500,000. Um, and I would assume at least some, in theory, handshake deal of starting. But here's here's the thing. Starting is not where he's best at. So you're probably going to run him back into a relief option at some point down the road anyway, unless you're able to fix the issue or whatever it is that keeps him starting. And if that's the case, just for the heck of the hypothetical, you're paying six six $650,000 for a relief pitcher? If that's the case, then holy hell at what is going on right now. Um, yeah. Well, and this gets into – That's the thing. Well, and this gets into the thing of Ole Miss was never in it with Burns, Memphis. Um, yeah, just like three hundred and one other programs. I mean, there were three or four high level programs that kicked the tires and quickly realized that the price was already out of sight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we talked about this a year ago. I don't think we. I, I don't even think either one of us saw it going to this place. Where it is right now in in baseball is that the handful of programs that are super invested are so invested to the point that it's going to be hard for if if this is the market it's going to be hard for people to com- to compete with them. It, there's no doubt, but it's two things, and LSU is a good example of this. Florida's a good example of this. The two programs that at least are making the most noise on the field and off right now, and it's that sure. There's no doubt that money in the portal to fix your issues and go get some dudes is, is the number one most critical thing going on in the offseason in college baseball or maybe in college baseball period. Um, but here's the deal. I don't think Florida has really that much more money than Ole Miss. It's that they have fewer needs. It's yeah. a huge difference. This, yeah. is, this, this, is a, this is a combined topic that I feel like gets missed sometimes, and not by everybody. So if you're shaking your head, duh, I understand. But I think it's worth the, the bandwidth to talk about it for a minute is that it is a completely different issue. I mean, think about it in in a lot of ways. I mean, you can break this down to anything we do with money every single day. If you have this amount of money and you only need two items, well, you can afford that much better than if you have this amount of money and you need eight items. So development, in, in a way, is there the same amount as it ever was and maybe more critical because your amount of development of what you like on your actual roster in homegrown ways, whether it be JUCO recruiting with NIL are getting kids through the draft and on campus from the high school recruiting or simply developing your players as they get on campus. The more of that means you have fewer needs, which means you have more money to spend on the portal to fix the problems you actually have, which means you get better players on the portal when that happens. Because that's what's going on right now from this standpoint is that LSU, you know, look, look at your team now. I mean, we, you know, now look, the, the, the portal this year is way different than the portal last year, but just as an example. They went into the portal last year and they picked up several really high-ticket, high-priced commodities. Paul Skeen's the best pitcher in the country. Tommy White, North Carolina State. Thatcher Hur heard from uh, L- from UCLA. They got pitchers. They got a hitter. They got this, and they were known as sort of portal U immediately at that point. True. And when they beat Wake Forest, all those de- dudes took had big roles in the game. All of them did big things. They all three were in the post-game press conference up there with Jay Johnson, and it allowed him. I don't have it verbatim, but to go. If you're in the portal, there's one place you should come, and that's LSU. 
And he looked down the list and yeah. it was White and Thatcher and, and Skeens. And those were the dudes sitting up there and rah, 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 rah. Here we go. So while that's true, sure. But then you look at game one when they beat Florida in that classic. Tommy White was the only transfer that did anything. Right. He was it. The rest of that team was homegrown. That was just their dudes who returned. I mean, that was Duke Goss who's been there for 9,000 years and Trey Morgan and these cats that they just simply developed. So it's it, it's development. I mean, the reason that Ole Miss looks very, very sluggish in the portal right now, and they do. It's a, it's a fair criticism. Um, they got the Fisher kids. It's really good pickup. I think Trayson Hughes is good. I think they've done some things, but they're not in it for Shelton and for some of these dudes like Burns and whatnot. And a lot of it has to do with the amount that they need. You simply need more than everybody else does, which means you've got to find ways to make the money work all the way across the board. Um, now, the other side of that is you also got to pay your current players. I mean, LSU's got a good bit of NIL wrapped up in their actual roster that was homegrown. You know, Trey Morgan, I'm sure, is making something. Dylan Cruz is making money. Those guys have it. So it's a it's an overall roster deal here where you're trying to keep your dudes, you're trying to get better dudes out of the portal, and you better make sure number one is really good because number two is very selective on how many kids are in the portal to begin with. The portal is, is not as top-heavy and as good as it was a year ago because teams are paying to keep their players all across the nation right now and all across the board. They're just not losing people in the same capacity. So, you know, what, what probably, and including for me and, and the media in general, what was not talked about enough early on was the money necessary to get eight guys out of the portal that were all going to be SEC difference makers, well, that was almost impossible. I mean, that would be a number that makes no sense in college baseball, even to LSU. Um, and when that happens, you've got to figure out, okay, are you trying to get one or two absolute studs and are you filling it in with whatever? Like, how do you salary cap and use your budget at that point? Because you also got to make sure you were tampering early enough to even get the guys that were coming out of the portal anyway. I mean, if I have a, a criticism – or if I was Mike and Carl and those guys, I do think I would have found a way to just get some top-end bat, even if I had to fill it in and be working somewhere else. I feel like elite players are what win the games to an extent, so I think I would have gone against depth to an extent. Um, but clearly they're trying to to fill depth in a lot of ways at this point. They're figuring out where they, maybe they get a value, they get this, they get that, and it's a way to go about it. But, no, look, development is key here. It's why when I look at next season – the only route where Ole Miss is in the hunt for a regional host or something like that, it's that they develop the hell out of Sonia and Quinn and Takoyan and Furnace takes a step and Udermark and a lot of their homegrown guys are able to really compete and, and, and win in the SEC. You're just not going to fill your entire roster. And when you really step back and look at it, that's not what LSU did either. They fixed some pieces, they got stars, and they moved forward from there. And it's what they're doing again. I mean, it's it, they're still going to have some Baton Rouge kids that they brought up through the ranks and the whole deal on their roster next season. You know, Florida goes and gets Waldrop, but you know, Caglianun just got better. I mean, all these things. It's 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 they they paid nil to keep Sprout another year and not go pro last year. It's it's so many different elements other than simply go take this player. Well, if you don't make sure you take care and clean your own house, you can't go take those players. You got to take care of your house first. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, we're going to talk about football in a minute. I think it applies in football as well. I think you're seeing that. Um, a handful of programs, maybe Ole Miss included, realizing that, hey, if if the market trends continue to go up, and they, they, may, they may not, but if they do, 
we're not going to be able to field a roster basically built from the portal long term. Just not going to be enough resources. We've we've got to recruit well at the high school level, and you've got to develop. And then when those guys develop, you've got to pay to keep them. But that's where you're – I hate the pro sports analogy because it's not pro sports. I've talked about that. So, sure. but, but I'll play along for a minute. You do need as many guys on, quote, rookie scale deals as possible. Allows you to pay the veterans, to pay, buy the free agent from the portal um, that, that you need. Because if you're having to – if you're having to go to the portal to to fill out for depth and stuff, you are going to have a lot. It's you're, you're going to have a harder time getting the the high ticket item because there are a handful of schools that have LSU's kind of one of them that, like you said, I mean there was the other day it was eight of the nine guys in the lineup were guys who originally signed with LSU, and that's to their credit. And so you know they were able to outbid everybody else for White. Um, it's no, you, I mean, from an Ole Miss perspective, from a baseball perspective, you're exactly right. The key for them bouncing back next year is probably not just the portal. It's almost certainly not just the portal. It's, it's the guys that were freshmen this past season have to get better as sophomores, significantly better. Yeah. Ginger said, no matter how much you keep your house clean, if the kid's getting a bill from one place and 100K from another. Yeah, I mean, the, the amount of money necessary just for your own roster when you're at the, the elite part of the sport is – it's it's a lot. I mean, it's a ton to not have that one kid who gets a little disgruntled in one way and goes, no, nope, I'm just going to go take the money here and that's it and moving on. I mean, it's it's a it's a battle right now. I mean, you know, Ole Miss is probably avoiding a little bit of that simply because it's most – successful from a productivity standpoint, players are either injured or they're leaving from last year, you know, Calvin and Kemp and Gonzalez and Hunter and those kind of guys. Cause I mean, you saw a little bit of that last year and that would have been tenfold now with the way everything has changed and, and moving in a different direction um, from that standpoint. So yeah, LSU, Florida, six o'clock tonight for, uh, for the title and sec team has appeared in the college world series championship series uh, at least one team every season since uh, Georgia got there to start the streak in 2008, except for 2016 um, when Coastal Carolina won. So I don't know who, but my money's on the SEC next year. <laughs> yeah, I could give you like a group of five teams, and you would take that over the field. Absolutely. Without but, even needing anything. Oh, sure. Yeah. We'll, L- we'll give me that. LSU, Vanderbilt, Florida, um, Texas A&M next year for sure. I don't know. You can throw somebody else in there. I don't care. South Carolina. Give me those five against the field. I'm good. You think South Carolina's going to take that kind of step? Yeah, because they're they're paying. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're they're more of a player in the money part than I thought they would be. Now it could be because they're like, hey, we're not going to do this basketball thing for a while. And they're putting the money into baseball. I, I don't know. How, that's the other part of this that we never, we never really yes, talk Tennessee. about. Yeah, Tennessee's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you give me Tennessee as a six and Arkansas as a seven, I'm gonna go ahead and spend the money. Um, yeah. But what we, you know, what we don't talk about is the money 
that you're asking fans to give you, and let's be real, that's exactly what you're doing. You're asking fans to buy your roster. So you're competing against, if, if you're the baseball program, you're competing against the basketball program, you're competing against the football program because you're going to the same people for money. I just, it's, it's, it's tough. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, it's where I'm fascinated. And this isn't even an Ole Miss thing. This is across the country. Um, everywhere that there's not unlimited money, which is – and actually that's everywhere because, well, it's every group that cares about at least three sports. Let's put it that way. It's got to be a place where baseball is getting some level of NIL money or women's basketball or whatever that third sport is that's yeah. getting cash in some way. I wonder how fickle – and I don't mean that in a negative way because you should spend your money everywhere, any way you want to spend it whatsoever. I'm completely for you, the fan. But how earmarks will change based off one season at these places across the country. You let school A have a football season that gets a little down, basketball season takes off, and suddenly is basketball getting 70% of the earmark and football's only getting 40%, you know what I mean, like or 30% or whatever? I mean, are you – are you doing these kind of things on a year-to-year basis where whoever's running the collective at school A looks up and goes, well, hell, the football program needs all this, but people are earmarking to this because they're just excited in the moment in this snapshot about this sport, whatever that is, and what that looks like. I mean, balancing that could create some pretty big fluctuations for the different sports as, as time goes on year over year that's not in that general fund. Here's the risk. And makes it more indicative of the staffs to go out and raise it themselves, frankly. I wrote about suddenly they're fundraisers. I wrote about this. It's the danger of becoming professional sports. Go to a major league baseball stadium in late August. And if it's full, the team's winning. If it's not, the team's out of it. If it becomes about nothing but winning and nothing but results, that's that is. That's a little scary for the people running the collectives. 
Because let's face it, college sports have always been about the guys on the field or the court or whatever in some way shared the same experience you did as a student back in the day. They Same classes, same teachers, same college decision, it, all that. It's the whole alma mater thing. It's not, you know, with pro sports, a guy pitches for the Mets because the Mets drafted him. The Mets own his rights, literally own his rights. So he pitches for the Mets. His all his 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 only alternative is well, I can quit playing baseball, or I can get to free agency and then I can go sign with the Braves, or the Tigers, or whatever. That's that's a transactional thing that in pro sports you can get away with it because a the quality of the sport's really good and b people are there for the the winning they, they support winning. Um, it's it's what's it's. <laughs> It's the dangerous yeah, it's the part irony of, of irony is actually the pro sports fan can enjoy their players more because the Braves can be very confident that Acuna and Michael Harris and those dudes are going to be in the lineup for yeah. years and they can get behind them and they're all cool. I've talked so about this so many times. When I can buy the jersey. I can't buy a college player's jersey. I don't care who the hell they are. Sammy mentions uh, uh, De La Cruz of the Reds. If you're a Reds fan today, you're a 14-year-old Reds fan today. Odds are that cat's your shortstop for at least six years. You can go buy that jersey and put the 44 on the back and feel great about it. You can feel great about it. You can fall in love with that guy. And you can cheer for him every day going, that's my dude. And in a couple of years, you can start dreading. But for right now, he's your guy. And they've had Joey Votto there for, what, 15 years? I mean, Joey Votto comes back from... His rehab hits a home run the other day. It's just this awesome scene at Great America Ballpark. Chase, if you do the pro sports thing all the way down at the college level where the dudes just leave after every year, I don't know how much of that you get. And so then it just becomes about winning. If you win, cool. If you don't, it's it's I I I think it's a dangerous thing because I'm not sure that the people in college sports who talk about it being I'm not talking about Lane right now. A lot of coaches, when they do this well, it's like pro sports now. I, I'm always like, do you watch much pro sports? Because it's not. I don't think you're yeah, keeping I, up with the, pro sports. The, the the poison in the root is the really good player that is at a school and you feel good about it, and then another school just comes in and pays him and takes your dude after a year. It is absolutely the poison that is going to run everything down into the ground eventually. We won't see it. We won't see it immediately. It's coming though. The Judkins kind of guy that yep. doesn't stay, that has the breakout thing. And my school recruited him, and he was the three star. We knew what we were getting. We beat this, and now he's an All American. And then suddenly you look up and you go, "He's playing for Georgia." Yep. And you go, "Forget it." What? 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 what like, what, what do you want me to do? Right. Because in the past, at least when it happened, they couldn't. They couldn't just go play immediately and whatever. I mean, it was it was a completely different thing. I mean, I. I That's this is. Every day. Well, can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine? If the Cincinnati Reds had to worry about De La Cruz going to the Yankees after this season, yeah, what, what that because the Yankees or the Dodgers went, hey, we'll pay you three billion dollars. So my same fourteen-year-old who's so jacked up about this electric shortstop—I don't know if you how much of the Braves Red series you watched over the weekend. It was great baseball. It was great. Yeah. The, the Reds are super competitive. I'm not sure they have enough pitching right now to get to the finish line, but the point remains: they're exciting. They have some exciting young players that are, are are a lot of fun, and he's number one. He's he's electric. 
like when he runs the bases, it's you don't want to be in the beer line. You want to watch him run the bases. That same 14-year-old who is so excited about this young shortstop who's going to be the shortstop till at least this kid's a sophomore in college. If that kid just bolts for the Yankees because they buy him, he goes, "Ah, screw this. This this is this is no good. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not emotionally investing in this any longer." It's where of, it's where it's completely and 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 frankly, it's where people like me and you are not doing our jobs, even in a press conference setting, when coaches go, "Well, it's like pro sports." You're almost we're almost obligated. We don't do it because it's not worth it. But to raise your hand and go, except it's not. It's not pro sports. Not in any shape, form, or fashion is it pro sports if there's if they don't have contracts. And if they are not, if there's not limitations, yeah. limitations on when you can leave. Yeah. A couple of things in the uh, thread that will take us to the uh, the next segment in a second. I'll tell you about Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. They deliver right there to your door. Fewer than 10 minutes freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. They have uh, tons of great options. New Orleans style barbecue, the signature, the full meals in a bag. Or the Simply Shrimp that you can season yourself. It's great for kids, people with a little more discerning of a palate that want specific things. They can help you out. If there's a Rouse's around, they're available. But if not, let us help you. Use code RG, 25% off with code RG. Buy five pouches or more. You get that discount with PrimeShrimp.com. College Corner is your uh, one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area, one in Ridgeland, one in Flowood. Another coming to Oxford very soon. Uh, you can also go to the collegecornerstore.com and uh, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It is hot outside. If your uh, air conditioner starts to show some signs of um, labor, not cooling the way that you need it to, you need to get in touch with the people at Comer and Southern. Their service is second to none. They'll come out. They'll take care of you. They'll get you back up and running. And uh, back comfortable on these super hot summer days. Different names, but the same great people, products, and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1.00. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D or download their app and name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Astock has multiple locations around Nashville as well as Memphis, uh, several in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Uh, my 10 Weekend Thoughts are up at rebelgrove.com. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will uh, keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com, promo code rebelgrove20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. And um, brought to you by Dead Soxy. Best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Um, go to Rebel. I'm sorry. Go to DeadSoxy.com. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove, and uh, you get 25% off all non-licensed products there at uh, Dead Soxy. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. 
Pinnacle based in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com to learn more. That's M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Forge Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone servers, portal controls, network security, and much more. So whether you're in Lafayette County or parts of Pontotoc and Union Counties that did not previously have internet, that's 662-238-3159. Yeah, I mean, look, it was said here. I'm looking back and find the exact quote a second ago. I mean, it's... Uh, GJG23, and exactly right. And it's, it's my biggest frustration, or sorry, one of my three biggest frustrations with this model in general. And he says, well, if they leave, it's fans' fault for not giving more money to collectives. Yep. That will be quotes from coaches. Oh, frankly, the one Can't that- have it. It's like it, it, it's like this defies logic in so many ways. I mean, I do. I mean, I'm... I'm I'm, I'm politicking for the fan right now. I, I've been, I've, welcome to my world. I've been doing I mean, this for years well, now. Everybody got mad. I'm giving and giving and giving, and I'm putting off vacations, and I'm making sure you get five or ten grand and all this stuff. And then in the press conference, when so and so leaves, your coach goes, "Yeah, well, you know, we just can't compete because we don't get enough money from everybody." It's like, okay. well, can you imagine if the Cincinnati Reds ownership said, "You know, if if you guys, if you'd let us triple the price of the season tickets, and you all would buy them, we'd be able to afford to keep De La Cruz here, but we can't, and so we don't." You'd be like, "What? What?" Survival will have to become the thing people care about at some point in the next 24 months. Or we're headed down a really, really, really weird road. Agreed. I mean, I think, frankly, two years. frankly, people like you and me worry about it. I, and there are a yeah. lot of people in our field. I don't know whether this is because we're smarter than they are. Or they're just oblivious to it. They don't even seem to be concerned. Well, no, they attack people that go, it's a problem. I mean, you saw, you've seen commentaries going, why is this not amazing that players can get paid? It's like. That ain't it. That's not what we're talking about. On the micro, that's not the problem. Mm -hmm. Look into your entire ecosystem here. Like, go wider. Go wider, please. No, 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 no. It's the, 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 the transfer rule. That was. It is the problem. That is. Siski is 100% right. He's 1,000% right. He's completely right. And I, I just posted this in the thread in response to somebody. They were talking about a cap. And I said, here's the problem. And this is not a criticism of players. I'm going to make sure I'm perfectly clear here. The system gave the players all the power. Just gave it to them. Here, everything. You guys have all the power. Well, they'd be foolish to give it back. Why? But I kind of agree here. Why do you have to let make them, tell them, hey, this is the deal and you play or don't play? Sure. Okay. Well, and that's going that's going to require and, and and they keep waiting for Congress to do this. Chase Congress is not going to do this. This is going to require college athletics to form some sort of governing body and to make the rules and go these are the rules. Yeah. And okay. to be like remember when your when your mom probably at some point when you were a kid and she said you can't do that or you're not you're not doing that. And you said, "Well, why not?" And she said, "Because I said so." And as crazy as you're like, but that's not a good reason. It's because I said so. I'm the authority, and I said so. You're not going to Jimmy's house. Why not? Because I said so. 
it's going to require a governing body to go, you can't transfer without sitting out a year. Why not? Because we said so. Which is going to take, it's going to take a bunch of strong stomached people mm -hmm. to take all the attacks on player leverage and I'm taking it away and going, nope, for the good of the sport, this is the only way this works. This is the rule. Get over it. Because the, compete with me and start your own entity. Good luck. The hard line kind of, and I'm not, I don't mean this in a political way, but the, it's, it's cultural. It's not even political. It's cultural. Yeah, the hard line journalist who doesn't, the big ones at the New York Times, the Washington Post, that, they are going to destroy you in writing. I mean, they are going to light you on fire. Because they're going to say, pay the head coach three instead of nine and just take yeah. half the money out of the athletic department budget, not understanding what the hell that looks like. They're going to say, take all this crazy TV money and give it to the players. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you do understand that the crazy TV money is paying for all the sports that don't make any money. Yeah. Or do you not understand that? And then their answer to that was, well, then just make more money. Just print more money. It doesn't work like that either. They don't understand economics on any level. And so, yeah, in, a, in an ideal world where you're just running a business, where it's a pro sport, yeah, sure, you revenue share. The Major League Baseball, we use the Reds right now. I mean, the, you know, the, there's revenue sharing. The owners don't keep 100% of the TV money. They have a collective bargaining agreement because they're professionals. They agree to a set of rules that, that are bargained. They, they have an arbitration process if after a certain number of years, uh, ownership and the player can't agree to a, a contract, they go to an arbiter and it's binding arbitration. They have a set of rules that prevent chaos. College athletics doesn't have any rules to prevent the chaos. No, I mean, it, 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 and they're saying in the stream is what Tyler said. It's one rule. Take away the free transfer year and don't be lax on the exceptions, and it's over. Yes, because you you wouldn't – we'll use Quinshawn Judkins, for example. Georgia wouldn't and, – and, and to my knowledge, Georgia didn't offer him a contract so or, or a, a, a deal. So before anybody – Yeah, we're just using schools. I'm right. using him as an example. But let's say Quinshawn Judkins got offered – $1.5 million to transfer to Georgia. Mm -hmm. Well, if he can transfer and play immediately, yeah, maybe it's worth it. But if he has to transfer and sit out a year, A, it's not going to be worth it to Georgia at that point, and B, Quinshine's not going to be as inclined to do it because he doesn't want to sit a year. Because when you're 19, 20 years old, a year feels like an eternity. That's it. It's the only uh, way. It's, and then guys, because look, I, I'm all for guys getting paid. You want to get paid? Yeah, absolutely, they should get paid. You, But it it went, and we've talked about this so many times, it went completely away from what the naive morons thought it was going to be, which was just going to be some guys get paid to advertise for a local business. They thought it was going, they literally believed that this thing was going to be about like spending money. And it's not. Buy or sell 2030. Power five schools have their own entire league. They're not run by the NCAA, and there is some interference that allows free transfers or at least some NIL roadblock in some capacity. Uh, buy it. That the NCAA will not be in charge of high-level college football in 2030. 
I buy it because I, and this is the part that you won't like because I think you stress out about it. Um, I buy it because it becomes obvious that it's a necessity because the pain is starting to be felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. Because, you know, look, when you, when you get to this 12-team playoff thing in this format, we're a year from it. We have one more nostalgic football season. That's it. Mm-hmm. After that, if it becomes obvious that the only way you win is if you're paying the biggest dollars, that there's nothing more you can do. The schools that can't, they're going to be like, the fans are going to be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing this. What's in it for me? Look, it's the, it's why everything feels like one more little slippery slope right now. Because look, in general, I'm for the collapsing of divisions. I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, I think it makes for better games. I think it allows you to play other teams, which is good inside your conference. I, I, I'm for it. I'm good. I, I got no issues with the with the division thing. But there's two things that happen when that when that happens. It's going to be harder for teams to get to championship games. The mid level team is going to have a much harder time getting to a, cha- a championship game than when there were divisions and you could catch the right season in your division that made some sense in different ways. And then two. Uh, it's one more thing you're just taking away from the fan because for, it's good. Look, it will be fine, but there is a transition period to it. And in the interim, while that transition period is going on, fans are frustrated by no divisions, by not playing Arkansas every year or Texas A&M every year or LSU every year or whatever team A doesn't play with team B. And when it's this big avalanche of things that you have just continued to either make more prohibitive for fans or take away from fans, you're just adding more kindling to the fire. Just more and more and more and more. And now I'm doing divisions and I'm doing this. And, you know, the players are running things and TV is running things and this is going on and I'm the one being asked to pay for the whole damn operation. Nope. And and, and then you're the one that's blamed when it doesn't work? Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. the, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you get blamed. Can't even get a night game for Mercer. I'm kidding but like you know it's just like and yeah i mean jason's right i mean long term when things collapse the money dries up because if people aren't investing in watching then there's not the money you know what i mean that's 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 a cycle that neither one of us will be around that's the reason that i'm disagreeing with grind and and doors rules i'm not saying they're wrong i'm just i'm disagreeing i i think that I think that there's going to be some chaos that comes from this where it becomes obvious to the decision makers that, hey, we're going to have to fix this or else. Well, and some of it's got to be inside your own conferences and, and where you look up and go, hey, just because this is better for the top, the top two or three powers doesn't mean it's better for the rest of us. Sure. Well, no, I mean, if you're, you know, look, if you're Missouri, if you're Mississippi State, at some point, you got to kind of speak up a little bit going, this isn't exactly what it is that we signed up for when we did this conference thing. We, we always knew there would be some disadvantages, but this is, this, is something di- this is something different. Yeah, we love our paycheck. Don't get me wrong. But, which, you know, all the money going into facilities and different things like that, I mean, that's starting to dry up because so much is getting moved over to NIL that that doesn't look the same as it did. I mean, yeah. you know, I think that 
not today, not next year, but if it continues on that route where NIL takes up more and more percentage of the donations that come in, I mean, I think it's the, I, mean, I think I said this maybe on last week's show. So if I didn't, I'm either being repetitive or I'm saying something I meant to say. I think you get to a point where it becomes prohibitive to the player on an actual day-to-day level in a way they don't even realize because maybe you stop having this sport-specific strength coach or you stop having this thing that is a budgeted to your sport that is just, well, yeah, of course we have this. But that's not the case. If you have to start cutting somewhere because the donations are not coming in for operational expenses and things inside the program instead of paying the players, where is that line going to be cut? What's going to happen? And it probably ends up happening with different ways that are that are player care on a day-to-day level. Because, again, coaches aren't taking less money without some huge reason for that, and that's not where we are. Today. Right. So just a thought. I don't know. We said we'd talk about yeah. some football recruiting, so we probably need to talk about it. Um, yeah, we are. Yeah, Ole Miss got some commitments over the weekend. We've addressed that. The other part of that story in, in the um, on the recruiting side is a lot of people are asking about, well, how is it that Mississippi State is landing some of the in-state guys that they've gotten? Jimothy Lewis, my, who my computer autocorrects to Timothy every single time, and I have to go back and change the T to a J, and it tries to still correct it. Um, he committed to Mississippi State. Late last week, uh, they they landed the two wide receivers, uh, JT Harrell and uh, Braylon Burnside. Burnside. What do you what do you make of that? What is what is that? Is there any significance from that to you? And when you're talking to people, have you kind of gathered any intelligence on that? I don't know anything for one hundred percent fact. Uh, my guess, and it's just a guess is that um, they are focused on states, focused on momentum, um, probably using some some paper play for commitments. Um, that's something they've done in the past. Um, sometimes it completely works out, and sometimes they end up flipping to other schools by February, and you just did it for nothing um, other than some, some pull in the middle of the summer. So I understand why you do it. Um, it's always better to, again, have a guy on a dotted line than, or you can't sign, but you know what I mean, have a guy in your pocket than, than, than not and just hope he stays there and doesn't jump out. Um, but, no, I, I, I don't – if you told me they hung on the burn side because of location and stuff, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Harold's been moved around and around and around over the course of his, his, his recruitment. Uh, but, no, I think it's the kids capitalizing on a um, – Situation where state is trying to get a lot of momentum, probably benefiting from it um, monetarily or otherwise in the process as well, which is cool. I don't have a problem with that. And uh, by doing that, state is trying to go, hey, you got these guys. And it's what Grind say right now. He's trying to raise the ceiling by going, well, we got these dudes. So why don't y'all come jump in, too? You're trying to fill the cupboard with better players to then show better players that they're not alone or they're not the one having to be the first or anything like that. I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a little bit. But it's just the way that you've got to keep them till the end of the day for it to matter. And we'll see where that is. You know, some state staffs have struggled with that with certain kids over the years. Um, but again, they always get two or three dudes. I mean, it's just it's just Mississippi recruiting. It's not when I, when I see this, my blood pressure or anything is not going up like it's some change or something we got to figure out. It's kind of the always it's been happening. I'm just I'm pretty, pretty accustomed to this by now. Do you think Ole Miss is making a mistake? Not emphasizing in-state recruiting more than they are or it is, I should say. 
if a player is legitimately, you're sure, SEC quality, then yes. Because it is easier to get the kid in state than a kid out of state. I mean, that's just bottom line. Barring some tie to the other school that's not aware of. I mean, just on a pound-for-pound basis, if a player is as good in Mississippi as as good somewhere else, yeah, you really have the Mississippi kid in a lot of ways. Um, it's easier to get him. got more ties to him. you got more people in the area that can be involved with him in a lot of different ways. And that doesn't even go with trying to secure him in some nefarious way in recruiting. I mean, even the standpoint of, hey, is he, when he's on campus, you've got more resources to take care of him in, in a thousand different ways, not even money. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, no, you, you do never want to be – Everybody's always used the joke and whatever, and I get that it was way, way overplayed, but you never want to be Mississippi made in this way of, no, we're only going to take in-state kids and these regional kids, and we're going to win that way. No, hell no. Take the best player available wherever they are. It's not, But it's also not sentimentality to realize where you have resources, where you don't have resources, and if the kid is the same, then yes, the in-state kid makes more sense in a thousand ways. I mean, not to get off football, but baseball used to struggle with that. I felt like Mike would look over some kid or whoever, you know, whatever, it's Carl, Ryan Stell, or whatever back in the day, You'd have some kid on the coast or in the Pine Belt that would be really, really good. You take this kid from Florida, and you look up and go, got the same stats and the same stuff as that dude. Why don't you just take the kid from Northwest Rankin? It made more sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that absolutely it's a it's a middle-of-the-road answer. I mean, do, you never want to be prohibited from looking elsewhere. You never want to look like you're counting on new in-state guys. But, no, when you have a really successful in-state class out of a high school with a lot of SEC-quality players – you got to capitalize on that because your your chances of hitting all those is much higher than just going around the country and finding the same dude. I mean, that seems pretty logical to me. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I've heard people do the whole, you know, like first from a Mississippi State perspective, recruiting Mississippi first is their only path to success. It's their only. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their yeah. Only they, they, they have to at least tie and maybe win the state to be nationally competitive. They have to win the state. To have any chance to be nationally competitive. They almost have to dominate the state, which is hard to do, which is why they're rarely nationally competitive. Um, I mean, I wrote about this. I'm using rivals rankings, so if you want to use somebody else's rankings, it's fine with me. I'm cool for my purposes because of my contract. It's best for me to use the rivals rankings, so I use them. Ole Miss has uh, four of the top 25 players in the state as ranked by rivals. Mississippi State has six. Uh, Southern Miss has three. A&M's got a couple. Uh, Stanford, Arkansas, Florida, Oklahoma, Illinois all have one that's 11 through 25. Of the top 10, uh, Ole Miss has two, Cameron Beavers and Jeffrey Rush. Uh, Jamonta Waller, we talked about him last week. He's committed to Florida. Julius Pope is committed to Arkansas. Four of the top 10 are committed to Mississippi State. Does that mean you're losing in state? Not necessarily, um, but in a year, not winning feels like losing for Ole Miss. But in a year where there was a lot of hype about this class in this yeah, state, that's yeah, yeah. For you to only have four at this moment, look as you said, things can and and almost certainly will change between now and and then. But it's risky. It's a possibility that you look back in a few years and say the strategy didn't work. It's too early to say, but especially if you're going a lot heavier on the high school classes versus the portal, which at least appears to be the case. I'll get into those numbers in a second, but I, I think that that plays into it too. Is 
what level of win or loss it is also depends on just how many kids you're taking in, in, in the class versus what you're doing down the road. And there's signs right now that Ole Miss is taking a pretty large high school class. And it's a relationship thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm just not ready to go here because it's not worth it. It's just not worth it from for what we do. If you talk to some high school coaches, there is a common thread. Now, does that does it mean anything? I don't know. Um, we'll we'll find out because it's like Tyler and I talk about all the time, and I used to say this to him when he was at Ole Miss, and he used to laugh at me and get mad, and then one day he's like, "You're right. It, it's it's totally a scoreboard business." You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep score in the fall with everybody. It's going to start zero to zero, and they're going to put 15 minutes on the clock. They're going to flip a coin. Someone's going to kick a ball, and away we go, and they're going to measure everything. It's part of it. You're going to know rushing yards, passing yards, turnover yards, penalty yards. You're going to know everything, and they're going to keep a score, and one team's going to score more points than the other and win. That's the way it works. And if you win a lot, you're good. If you lose a lot, you start getting dissected. And In in a scenario where Ole Miss – two, three years down the road isn't winning to the level with which they're expecting to win. And you look around at these some of these guys that are going elsewhere and they're contributing elsewhere, you'll go, well, that was a mistake. And otherwise, yeah, it'll be super easy to second guess it. And so I'm not, I'm not even second guessing right now. I guess I'm, I'm bringing it up in the event that down the road it needs to be second guessed. We'll be able to say, hey, well, you know, we noted it at the time. Yeah, yeah, we we noted it at the time. And now the pushback I think you'd get from Ole Miss would be, look, we're recruiting nationally. We are recruiting the top players nationally, period. We're getting players who we think can win championships in the SEC. We don't care where they're from. If they're from Alaska, if they're from Alabama, if they're from Mississippi, it just doesn't matter. We want the best players. And then the response to that from the skeptic would be, well, nothing against these kids, but you're getting kids from Louisiana that don't have LSU offers. You're getting kids from places that you know what I mean. I mean, you're you're maybe maybe your evals are that good. Certainly possible. It's too early for me to say no. They're not. They're not. The evals are bad. I can't say that. I mean, Pete Golding is a really good defensive evaluator, and he's evaluating these guys. And look, uh, Jaffe, Oklahoma. Everybody's doing the Wake Forest thing. Ole Miss beat Oklahoma for Jaffe. Um. Robinson, it was down to Ole Miss, Notre Dame, and TCU. TCU, I know they got bombed, but they played for the national title last year. Notre Dame's been pretty good for a while. Yeah. And so if, if if they had offers from those guys, the odds are they're, they're good players. But yeah, you know, there's there, it, it's just as it is with a lot of things, there's a lot there. It's not as simple as, well, you should just recruit more Mississippi kids. That's not it. But, yeah, and I, I I agree with one of the comments on the stream. We'll, we'll head into that. I also want to look at the actual numbers a little bit because I think they uh, they matter here as we get into uh, the last part of the show. If we did that, I'd say about G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSaint. Fever prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip at the pharmacy, one delivery, everything you need when you need it. With G&M for the month, they also uh, – We'll transfer with just one phone call. You make one call, they take care of the rest, and then it goes for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or GNM here locally in Oxford on South Lamar. Again, that's 662-236-2222. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If uh, you're thinking about traveling this summer, still a lot of summer left. If you're thinking about a holiday trip, whatever the case may be, get in touch with John. He knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Um 
just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll do the rest. It's 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. A great place for a uh, company dinner or a festive party here in Oxford is Opa, right on the square. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant that can accommodate up to 200 guests. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well. Get in touch with uh, Jeannie for uh, booking information or catering, 601-421-7147. Also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board, IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more. They can help you at Service Specialist. It's always free for the candidate. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138, or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's so much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings uh, from Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. To learn more, get in touch with the people at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Yeah, I mean, said in the stream, the number of Mississippi players in the class is an importance about getting the big talents this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – if you're Ole Miss, you're not necessarily worried about who's number 23, number 27, or whatever. It's, hey, how many of those top five, top seven that are pretty much across the board known as guys who should contribute and excel in the SEC? How many of those do you get? If you get – I mean, he points out Beavers, Franklin, and another one of the high-end talents. I mean, sure, yeah, you get several of those dudes, and yeah. you win even if State goes, hey, we signed 14 Mississippi kids. Frankly, you don't want to sign 14 Mississippi kids. Um, they're just There's not that level of depth in most years to be able to pull that off where it makes any sense beyond doing it. But, you know, for this Ole Miss class, Ole Miss in 2023, they signed 17 uh, high school kids in the entire 2023 class. They have 15 right now, and it's June 26th. Yeah, and look, going by the rivals rankings, Ole Miss is up to number 16 in team rankings. It's Georgia's one, Florida's five, LSU is eight, Tennessee is 11, Ole Miss is 16, Mississippi State is 18, Arkansas is 22, South Carolina is 25, Texas A&M is 28, Alabama is 29. Uh, I'm just kind of perusing for SEC schools. Oklahoma's 37th, Vanderbilt's 43rd, Auburn's 44, Texas is uh, 51, Kentucky's 55. probably enough it's also worth mentioning that uh with rivals the top 20 uh players get full value in the rankings and then after 20 uh it's just the difference if you sign a better player than the bottom player of that 20 falls off the bottom from a sheer ranking standpoint 
Ole Miss currently with uh, five four stars, and then they have let's see, they have fifteen commitments. Ten of their fifteen commitments are uh, five seven or higher, which to me kind of feels like a cutoff point. Um, yeah. I feel like five sevens are the most underrated part of the rival system because they're really really good players. They're on the cusp of being four stars. And you, you look back through the years, they will, Ole Miss has had a lot of talent that has been in that 5-7 range. If it's below 5-7, most of the time those kids have to hit on an eval that's at least somewhat unexpected. So I feel like there's 66% right now on 5-7 or higher. That probably needs to go up a touch as, as, as this class fills on out. Yeah, Ole Miss's star rating right now is 3.33. Is that right? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Georgia's is 3.9, for example. Florida's 3.71. LSU's 3.41. Tennessee's 3.71. Mississippi State's 3.36. Arkansas's 3.67. South Carolina's 3.42. A&M's 3.7. Alabama's 4. Tells you a lot right there. Before you go, oh, Alabama's dead. No, they have eight commitments, one five-star, six four-stars. Um, okay. Oklahoma's 3.63. Uh, Vanderbilt's 2.77. Auburn's 3.75. Auburn's got eight commitments. Uh, six of them are four-stars, two three-stars. Uh, Texas is 3.67, but they've got five four-stars and a three-star, and then I guess an unranked. I think I think one of their guys is a kicker. Um, okay. Yeah, like Kentucky has one four star, seven three stars. Oh, and somebody unranked. Okay. Saw uh, just a couple quick things to uh, to close. I saw earlier in the stream somebody said that the Action Network said that if uh, Skeens did not pitch tonight at all, LSU was a uh, minus one hundred five favorite. So basically, a coin flip. If he's uh, he's not on the mound, yeah, my money would be on Florida if I just had to take something because of the value in uh in that tonight and Skeens being the difference maker, but being there, Skeens uh, in line for let's say it goes slot, uh, his payday will range somewhere between eight point three and nine point seven million dollars here in uh, let's see about fifteen days, something like that. Yeah, so there's good, that. Good day, Actually, less than that. Good day to be Wyatt Langford. Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens, good day. You think those three, when the game's over tonight, just walk over and go, hey, you know what, I'll see you soon. Good luck. Be safe in your bubble wrap the next 14 days. We're, we 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 accomplished the mission on this portion of uh, of the baseball career, I mean, guys. I mean, I'm sure, they're, this. I'm sure they really want to win, but there's got to be a little part in the back of their minds tonight when they get through it and they're walking off the field healthy, when they go, you know what, it's going to be okay. going to be all right. About to about to get about to get paid. Nine point seven for the first pick. The ball Langford hit. I don't remember what the score was. It was like a thousand to nothing, and it didn't matter anymore. But Langford hit a ball to left field right before Caglione hit one after that. But mm-hmm. the one Langford hit was one of those. Oh my God! Only the elite dudes hit it like that. The ball. I think they said it was one fourteen. I don't trust the radar. I think it was going faster than that, but it just kept going. One of the, you never see this. One of the home runs yesterday had a 51 degree launch angle. 
51. Mm. Just hit straight up. Yeah. Um, are you talking yourself into Langford over Cruz? Nah, I'm good either way. Okay. Okay. No, nah, I mean, literally, if I'm, if I have the second pick, I probably just go, Hey, we'll take the other one. Whatever. It's good. But you're not taking skeins. I'm taking a hitter today over a pitcher. Um, Skeens is terrific, and whoever gets him is getting a hell of an arm. But like you said, he's gonna the, the surgery is gonna happen at some point. It just seems that way. So give me the hitter, or I don't lose a year. Okay, I love I love everything about Cruz's game. I always have. He's terrific. Um, and yeah, if I don't get Skeen, if I don't get Cruz, but I get Langford, I'm good with that too. He's got yeah, he's got legitimate pop. The draft is uh, July 9th through 11th. Um, that's when that is. So still a couple weeks away. We'll get into kind of where that sits for Ole Miss uh, probably next week, but it's pretty obvious, honestly. It's waiting on Cooper Pratt. Um, probably go a little less than 50% on that. Smithwick looks like he is definitely going to show. And then it's whether they can get Xander Muth, one of the uh, the two arms, because Josh Noth is signing. It's almost a guarantee. So it's whether uh, – Pratt and Muth are the two that kind of following at this point and then hoping you don't lose somebody that's not expected to uh, pop up and one team gets gets frisky with someone. So that's kind of where it's at. Uh, some stuff going on around uh, professional sports. We'll get into that a little tomorrow. A couple stats that's all that are interesting. Back with you uh, for that and then probably something else today as well. But, again, uh, National Championship for Baseball decided tonight and we officially are getting into the uh, sleepy season for a little bit a day coming up in three weeks or so. And we'll move toward a camp starting in August. So thanks for all the questions in the stream. Thanks for checking in. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.